Hello, how's the form? Welcome to World and Union, the Bazaar Rugby Podcast. Mars Brosnan here. We've got no Mick with us today, so instead what we're going to do is we're going to look ahead to the Champions Cup and Munster's chances with Dennis Hurley. We're going to do this for actually all four provinces over the coming weeks, but firstly, Munster take on Ospreys this weekend, and to preview that, we've got Dennis Hurley on the line. Dennis, how's the form? I'm good form now, thankfully, yeah. Um, all is going well. A nice easy question to start with. Did, probably looking ahead to this weekend in the Champions Cup, I think this is a time in the year where a lot of people are going to take stock and kind of reassess the, the place where Irish rugby is in, what health the, the game is in. Now, you're somebody obviously who, both from playing and watching Munster, w- would know that quite familiarly, but you're also coaching on the ground with, with, with Blackrock as well. To, to your own mind, where is Irish rugby right now? Um, it's just in a place, I think, where there was high expectation over, over the last 18 months. Um, you know, on, on the national side, I think it was after the 2018 um, Grand Slam, um, I think, you know, there was a lot of pressure, I think, applied on, on the international side because, um, you know, pe- people all of a sudden could see that Ireland might well have a chance at, w- at winning the World Cup. Um, you know, I suppose e- even trying to break the, the voodoo that's there presently and, and still is there now. Um, of, of getting past the quarter-final stage, um, but you know, I, I think we've got to look at domestically in, in the in you know our, the Pro 14 as well as as in a, in contention in Europe. Um, you know, like Leinster are, are probably um, you know in the in the top four consistently in Europe. Um, you know, and teams like Munster and Ulster aren't too far behind, and it's great to see the counter back into. Um, into the Heineken, into the Heineken Champions Cup this this season again, um, you know. So I, I just think there's probably just nuts and bolts of of um, I suppose game plans that best fit the players that are put out in the field. Sometimes there's probably more um, of 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 a potential problem rather than it being you know that we don't have the players. I honestly think we do have the players, and continually see there's more and more younger guys coming through the system. Um, and even more so in the last last two or three years um, that are of real quality and are putting um, you know o- older senior players on, under a lot of pressure for their own positions. So I think we're in a, a very healthy stage. It's, it's just a question of what's the best way of getting the the most out of um, out of each team, and then on the back of that, then um, the Irish side that 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 just needs, I suppose, to be a bit of freshness. I think with with Joe moving on as as much as a, um, you know, a, an important and, and great job he's done with with bringing Irish rugby so far, um, you know, entering the World Cup as world number one, um, probably was probably was a little bit misguided um, based on the performance we probably had, um, you know, during the Six Nations this year and uh, in the warm up series, um, you know, I think just peaking at the right time was a key thing that was probably missing there. Um, you know, I think you look at some of the team like South Africa 18 months ago. You know, no one would have given them much, much hope of of even probably making it. Um, you know, beyond the quarterfinal stage. Um, so, you know, it's 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 trying to match expectations with with realities. Um, but what you tune tune the game towards um, is probably something that that kind of I think there are a few. We'll be looking to review because um, you know there's such heavy emphasis put on the Six Nations uh, performances um, that sometimes that pathway uh, becomes solely focused on that, and, and maybe 
um, the, the World Cup performances might suffer a little bit as a result. Yeah, and it probably needs to come a, a tad bit more broad on their focus as well. I might ask you a small bit more about um, about maximising teams, particularly Munster, as you mentioned there. But just on your, your own story, I'm wondering, like, you obviously had such a kind of a wide experience across a variety of coaches with Munster. That presumably influences your, your own coaching philosophy now. Of course it does. I mean, um, you know, different individuals do things differently um, and you, you learn from those around you, but... Um, you know, I, I kind of would, I, I'd always tend to um, lean towards those coaches that were, um, you know, the kind of more the, the core of what rugby is. It's, it's, it's a game of, you know, smarts on the field. It's kind of, you know, be able to assess and, and then have the skills then to, 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 you know, make best use out of, of the scenarios that are thrown at you. It's a, Rugby's, rugby's a real thinking man's game, you know. So I think the the old days, that's when Munster had to move away from kind of the ten man rugby, um, you know, because the the global game had moved beyond us. Um, you know, I think we look back at the 2015 World Cup was was a clear example of it four Southern Hemisphere teams in in, in the semi finals, um, and this time around you see England and Wales, you know, both being involved. At in the semi in England obviously involved in the final their, their games have evolved um, and it's it's I think that's the, the professionalism of, of the game just means that you know cer- certain philosophies of coaches are suited at certain at certain periods of time but um, the, the teams that are, are doing the best I think in this day and age are the ones where um, players are given the basics of, of you know execution um of their skills under under pressure and you know I think for myself that's kind of what I would be trying to get across to any any players or any any teams that I'm, I'm involved coaching with um, you've got to enjoy the game number one um, I think that's always going to be the key thing and the best way of enjoying the game is that you're able to execute what you want what you're what you're seeing on the pitch and, and express yourself a little bit so um, I suppose that's the kind of keys that I'm trying to get across to, to players um, and uh, you know it's it's enjoyable. Like I kind of I, I love I love the amateur game, the AAL. Um, it's 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 always competitive. Um, you have a variety of, of person involved in it. From those who are in it for years and they just love being part of the environment. Younger guys who are trying to you know maybe looking at the professional game or looking at you know can they bring can they bring them around the world a little bit. Um, um, and there's guys that are coming into the country that just want to learn English, you know, so you have such a variety of people involved in it, but, um, you know, when you get them to turn up on a Saturday um, and they can kind of enjoy a performance together um, and as well a few years after, it's, it's kind of, um, you just, that, that whole learning process as well, that as a coach you can kind of help develop, you know, yeah. the nuts and bolts of, of being of becoming a better group of players um, and enjoying that that atmosphere is, is, is kind of nice to be part of, you know. I suppose on that, the the reason I kind of bring it up is because I'm kind of wondering about the the monster way or the you know it's, is there even a definable monster way? And if so, is it is it necessarily a good thing? Like I do remember uh, Rob Penny talking about you know maybe there wasn't a refusal, but definitely a reluctance to to kind of change style. And I'm sure like you obviously are somebody who's probably more familiar with it than anybody of the this <laughs> this monster way. But 
given that, is that something that you kind of would uh, align your philosophy with? Yeah, I, I, like I do. Honestly, honestly, I, like it's funny because um, I'm only just back from um, the, the Bermuda Classics tournament over with the Ireland Legends team. Okay, and a few few former players were at that. Um, and you know, you kind of talk about different coaches, and I, I'd say that some coaches were brilliant. I love playing under them. I know the guys would kind of go, I actually didn't really enjoy playing under him, but I loved another guy that I may not necessarily have liked. Um, and, and a lot of it comes down to just the philosophy of, of of coaches and what sits best with different guys. Um, and towards one before, not long, I'd say after, uh, Rob Penny had announced that he was leaving and he said another couple of months, I remember kind of having a chat with him um, just in general about how he found his experience in Munster and that kind of I suppose what his 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 thought process was when he first came here, um, and it was interesting because he kind of said, you know, the way Munster had been playing, um, which was typically ten man rugby, that he almost had to completely break that cycle by going to the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay, because um, he said the only way to actually get guys to evolve is like you've got to stretch them so far, um, you know, that when they do begin to. I suppose recoil like an elastic band that at least might be somewhat stretched with their with their ideas. Um, it was kind of you know, and it was. But for me, as a, as a, as the type of player I was, it was really refreshing um, because you know it went from a game that was kind of predominantly forward orientated around the corner, um, and it, you know if if game line wasn't successful on the first couple of carries, you ended up with um, you know monster having a full back line against a wall of defenders and the expectation was you need to do something um, and it's very hard to run into a brick wall um, whereas under Rob Penny it was a lot more free and open movement and um, the ball was being used um, you know let's say outside the 12 channel a hell of a lot more um, and it just got it became more exciting to play because you had a mix of, of um, you know forwards uh, as well as you know the more able let's say um uh, backs that had the distribution, or, or they had the, um, you know, just the pace to kind of open up um, opposition, and it, it just changed the whole my whole mindset. I think about how to play the game, um, and it, it was an important step. I think even for for monster kind of monster players at the time to realise, you know, that it, it does matter now in this day and age that that a prop can throw, you know, five to seven meter pass accurately. Um, you know, on a consistent basis, because you know that, that's what we see. I'd say the global game has gone towards. You know, I mean, um, like New Zealand played a very simple type of game plan, but yet every, every player on the field, no matter what numbers on their jerseys, um, well able to execute the basic skills. And it's it's something that the more the more you practice um, and, and the more you play it, um, you're going to get better at it. And I think that's where. Irish rugby has started to evolve towards, and I need to continue to evolve in that direction um, because that's where you know the top international game is going. I think it's funny you say that because the the idea of evolution is something that kind of came up a lot with with Munster, actually, particularly last year, particularly in relation to their attack. And then yeah. you talk about kind of like 
these ingrained ways of playing or the things that players are familiar with. And I'm wondering, like, the challenge for somebody like Stephen Larkham or even Graham Rountree actually coming into a, a system that they're not familiar with to players that are probably used to playing in, in one kind of straight-up way. I don't necessarily know if the, the criticism of, of Felix Jones is actually fair, that it, you know, it, it did seem to be dictated by a, by a head coach to a certain extent. But from, from their perspective, you've got a coach coming into a, a system that they're unfamiliar with. And then, you know, you look at concerns about maybe... Um, Munster relying on on outside influences. So you talk about these two rumored signings, whether that be be Simon and Dealandre coming into to their pack and stuff like that. Like, does that dilute is the wrong word? But does that change Munster's core? Does the does the the Munster way that we mentioned earlier start to to evolve? I suppose. Um, you always need you always need some some bit of change. Um, I, you know, if, if you look at. Um, even even from former coaches, the Irish coaches that have kind of stayed in the, in the game, they've kind of needed outside influences. Yeah. Um, so even for when when Axel Foley transitioned um, as a player in, into coaching, and then into head coach, um, like all he knew was Munster, um, which is 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 a massive positive, but it also has a negative in terms of that. You kind of you're still only contained by those coaches that you've dealt with. Like that's your only outside um, real learnings and experiences. Whereas, you know, you contrast that with with um, you know someone like Mike Prendergast, who's who's you know been in France for a good number of years. You've Rog, who's kind of he's gone you know to to wrestling and down in um, in New Zealand, and he's now back in France. Like they're a bit more real world experiences, um, you know, to kind of get different different tastes of how different environments and cultures can work um, as well. So, I, I I don't believe that it's a, it's a bad thing and negative really that you know you have foreign coaches coming in because they 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 offer different insights. Um, but again, I suppose it, it, a lot of these groups uh, are always going to be let's say. Players are going to have a, a, a big, um, a big handle on, on how they do things because you know, yes, they they want to be tested with 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 coaches of, of how to you know enhance what they currently do. But I think if you if you let's say a coach came in with a direct philosophy of this is the way and the only way I want us to play, and the type of individuals that are in that squad don't match up, it's never going to work. But as long as the coaches have come in. You know they have philosophies and way they want to do things, but it's more to kind of um, enhance what guys already can offer um, and get the best out of um, out of each individual um, and the collective. And that's probably that's probably what I'd say is probably more key that that's what those guys they'll they'll pick up and they'll feel get a feel for what guys can offer, and they'll have certain things that they would want to. You know, I'm sure Graham Rowntree, especially with the scrum, he have certain things. Um, the way he wants guys to either bind or whether it's, um, you know, their height or it's, you know, it can be literally a small little bit and pieces that he will make a decision then on who he thinks is a better suited, you know, to his uh, selection plans. Um, and, and and similar with Larkham, I'm sure he's certain ways, especially as a former 10, he lives a certain way that he wants um, any, any of the 10s um, for months or how, you know, how he, to unlock, I suppose, defences or best use um, his centres and wingers, etc. So you know they, they'll all they'll all adapt and 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 and, and work together. And I, I don't think it's it's really diluting monster um, 
you know, massively um, because I think that the leadership as well that you have within the squad, um, you know, there's a lot of very experienced players now at this point. Um, um, and so on any, on any one day, any given day, you plenty of guys in the field um, that can take take control and take leadership on the field when, when things go tough and that's the coach's job is supposed to try and just hand over the tools to to the general squad so no matter who it is on the field that they can produce Is that the way to take the, the next step I suppose I'm, I just remember being over in the, the Rico arena after Munster lost their semi-final and it was kind of striking how disappointed Peter Matney was after that game when he's speaking after the game like it was nearly a testament to their ambition that losing to what is one of the best uh, and now one of the most controversial teams we've seen in Europe and Saracens just wasn't good enough for them and obviously you mentioned those outside influences or maybe that evolution like if Munster are to, to become that force that they want to be clearly want to be in Europe again presumably that's that's the way to do it Well it is I, I suppose it's, it's, it's frustrating because uh, you know even even let's say I finished up 2016, so we would have been in a number of semi finals in a number of semi finals, you know, preceding, um, like going back to 2008, let's say. So yeah. we've, we've been in, in a lot of semi finals without um, winning any, um, you know, and that's that's probably the real frustrating thing for I think for for a lot of players that have been in in, in the squad and during that that period of time and. And, and of course, Peter's, you know, he's at boiling point because he, he just wants to, to bring the squad, I suppose, uh, bring Munster into a final because that, that just, you know, that has to be the next, the next target is, is going to be winning a competition, especially in Europe. Um, but, but knocking on the door that close so, so often and, and not breaking into a final in, in, in European competition is, is, is hugely frustrating. Um, and, and I think, what, what Munster are really good at now at the moment is that we're really good against, um, you know, Pro 14 opposition in general, you know, who are reasonably strong, but they may not be, you know, the best team physically or um, attack-wise. Whereas the likes of Saracens, they have a really strong attack, but they also have a really, they're a really physical team. So the only way to kind of break that down is that you have to be a very smart attacking team and be able to apply pressure. Um, you know, same with Leinster. They're a very, very smart outfit, but yet they're very physical as well. So in the breakdown and the tackle, those types of teams are, you know, they really frustrate you. Um, so being clinical and how you actually use the ball um, in attack is such an important factor. And it's something that, you know, for me watching... From the outside watching in, I can kind of see the the quality of of uh, players we have in the field, um, and sometimes are we making the best use out of them? Is probably the thing that we haven't unlocked yet. Um, like I mean, you know, Rory Scanlon would have would have slotted in um, instead of me. This was pushed me out very quickly, but he was a different type of player. He's a distributor, um, you know, as well as like he's a very powerful guy. So he's he has that that game of, of being a second 10, but he's like such a strong ball carrier as well. He's a very smart player. You know, you'd like to Dan Gargan and Chris Farrell, um, you know, and, and they're guys that add different things, slightly different, but they're all of really good hands. They're all really good feet. Um, and, and they're the kind of differences, I think, that, you know, the more we can use, use them, um, 
we'll find that we'll unlock more space for back three um, players and it's it's just something I, I find from watching that we haven't really unlocked just yet. Um, so I'd, I'd be kind of hoping that we that's something we might see um, during the pool stages, especially of European games. Um, that 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 will kind of start to happen a bit more. But that's really for me. I think is the, is the big point that we we haven't unlocked that yet. And the only way for us to make final in Europe uh, or even win a competition is that we get that right because that, that's where the next level is for Munster, I think, and that's where the likes of Leinster and Saracens and Toulouse to a degree are at the moment. And finally, I suppose that leads us on to the last thing I wanted to ask you, which is, what, like, to your mind, what is success for, for Munster this season? Is it a, to, to make that final or to, you know, to, to achieve some silverware? Well, yeah, it's, I, I think from... From purest point of view, I'd look at it and I'd, I'd love to see us becoming that 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 team that um, you know we can wreak havoc with with the, with the, the strongest of defences in Europe. Um, that that would what what would buoy my confidence going forward. That you know we would win finals and we would back winning silverware in Europe again. Um, you know, so like it's it's kind of a it's one of those things. Yeah, of course you'd set out and say. We, you know, monster getting into a final in Europe um, or winning it would be, you know, um, a, a huge achievement, um, which is achievable. Um, but you always want to see at the same time that that can be continued. So um, I just think that, that that next level of of, of attack and game is really what's going to be key. I think for monster in a more longer term um, and I, I think that that would kind of break the deadlock that we've probably had for the last 10 years um, you know but at the same time listen I think we're in the Pro 14 and the domestic we're, we're one of those teams that, that are well capable of winning it out as well um, you know and uh, listen I think, I think we should be making a final in Pro 14 um, and I just kind of hope that we can um, progress out of this uh, out of this pool um in the European um, Cup and at least from there we, we have opportunity to kind of I suppose guide ourselves through a semi-final once and for all again because um, I think we, we are we are a squad um, that are strong um, with plenty of quality players it's just a matter of getting it right on the field on, on the days that matter Fingers crossed that starts on, on this weekend Dennis thanks a million for talking to us today No worries thanks a million Morris.